Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. All right. Welcome back viewers. This is our part two to this incredibly important discussion on shame. We're going to talk and do a deeper dive now regarding shame and the relationship we have with our romantic partners. And this could also apply to our relationships with others as adults. Yes. And, and we have seen the last episode of our podcast. Uh, we talked a lot about the origin of shame, how it comes from our relationship with our parents. And you, Trisha, you said something so important that all of us actually have this feeling. So it is is a human trait. I would say that it, it's something really natural that happens. And when we talk about parents, sometimes I, I am concerned that parents will blame themselves. You know, I had a, a tendency to blame myself because I have made so many mistakes with my daughter. And the, the good thing is that we love each other and we are constantly now trying to understand what happened between us. But it's something really almost like inevitable when we feel disconnected. When we feel disconnected, for some reason, we have a tendency to blame ourselves for the disconnection and think, I don't deserve, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy of love. There's something wrong with me that my partner, my parent, my friend, my sibling is not really uh, giving me that attention that I want. Another thing is if I feel blamed. If someone points out my flaws, I might feel ashamed. Uh, if, especially if I have a lot of shame inside of me as a trauma from childhood, then I can feel that shame. And also depending on the way that the person points out my flaws. A third thing is if I try to be heard, if I try to talk about how I feel or about my needs, and I don't feel heard if I am blocked from shut out. If the person puts a wall, becomes dismissive or becomes defensive, I also may feel ashamed. It's, and we also talked that when children feel blocked in their childhood, they develop the shame of the shame. In other words, I, I am feeling really unworthy here. I am trying to tell you how I feel and I, I'm trying to express my emotions the way I know because children cannot express their emotions. They don't have the vocabulary, but they, they express by protesting. Parents sometimes shut them out and threaten to punish them if they, if they show their emotions. And, and then what happens? They think, well, there's something wrong about my emotion. And that's what I'm saying, the shame of the shame which causes that child in the future to be afraid of opening up, of being vulnerable, of expressing the pain, the feelings, the needs, being again shut out and being dismissed, which like happens 
it becomes like a traumatic wound that being dismissed, being shut out is so, so painful that I don't want to risk. I don't want to show you my pain. I don't want to talk to you about my needs first because I think I don't deserve to be heard or my needs are not important anyway. And also because I am afraid of being dismissed and, and that's going to be horrible because if I'm dismissed by you, I what I translate is, you are not, you don't want to listen to me because I'm not valuable, because I'm not worthy of your love and your concern, then I, I don't want to really open up. Right, friend, this is truly the dilemma of the child. And it's truly the dilemma of the partner. It's agonizing. And it is the story that we tell ourselves that we have access to because our amygdala is ringing in our ear and we go into this fight, flight, and freeze is I must get back to connection. That, that is the survival that we need each other universally. In order to live on this planet, we know this through this pandemic, is we need to get back online. And being vulnerable is to have great connection. Receiving closeness is through empathy. However, in the moments of disconnection, whether it's a child to a parent or a partner, is often when we are hurt or we anger is an emotion that is much more safe. Being able to sit in the vulnerability mm. of the sadness, of the fear, and also of the shame is I felt that I was too much for you, or I felt that what I was doing wasn't a good enough for you, that no matter how much I love you, it's just not enough. I'm not enough. And in our lives, we've had many moments in my experience, Claudio, I'm sure you can agree too. in the therapy room. I have not met one client that has not gone through some type of trauma, some type of attachment injury where there was a betrayal of trust as I shared something very precious inside of me that made me take an emotional risk because I wanted so much to be seen and heard and understood. Mm. And you couldn't hear it because in order to talk about sadness, fear, you have to be willing to go there. Listeners, you know, I'm referring a lot to Dr. Brene Brown's work because I feel like it's so powerful as that is the difference between empathy and sympathy. And Dr. Brene has a great video animation around that that is so powerful as empathy is getting in this dark hole and being beside your child, being beside your partners to say, I can hear that and I've created hurt in you or you are experiencing hurt and I want to hear more rather than sympathy, which is to, to really distance from emotions to say, I don't want to get close to the emotions because then it will make me feel vulnerable. It will make me feel emotional. And that might be scary. Mm -hmm. I might feel a lack of control. And Claudio, something that I've heard a lot of my clients share is some of their greatest fears of opening up is it won't stop. It's almost like a Pandora's box. The fear is if I start sharing my emotional experience, I'll be flooded. I'll be overwhelmed. I'll be tearful. I won't be able to put myself back together again. And I tell them, good news, you will. You will. And you know, guess what? You'll feel even better. It will be scary, but it will be worth it because 
you are no different than anyone else on this planet, that we are all, all of us, unless we're, we lack the capacity of experiencing empathy, able to, to do what is our birthright. And it is to be fully human in our emotional experience. Yeah. So you, you pointed to something here, very important is the the shame of our own feelings that like the fear of showing those feelings and we mentioned this in our previous podcast that the child develops when the child feels blocked by a caretaker when they are expressing their emotions and as i said that the the child is really doesn't know how to express emotions with their vocabulary so they express with their behavior and then when they are blocked or so then they, they develop this shame of their feelings and then the fear of expressing them, which is really sad. And something that happens in our relationships with adults that we're also mentioning now, which is the same that happens when we are children. So we just kind of bring it from there, from our childhood, right? For example, if the pursuer is trying to connect and bring the withdrawer closer, but cannot do that and is not successful, then there is a shame. Maybe you are distant from me because you don't love me and you don't love me because there's something wrong about me. So there comes like the, the self-blame, the magical thinking again. So I'm not important to you. Uh, I don't have anything maybe special to you. Now, the withdrawer also feels the shame in a different way, that when the pursuer complains about the distance, the withdrawer thinks, well, it's because I'm not good enough. It's because I, I am really failing here as a partner. And there is a big problem with shame. In this case that I'm saying here, the other is asking, you know, I need you to come close to me. I need your attention. I want to have more quality time. And it's because I love you, because you are important to me. But the withdrawer is not listening that. The withdrawer is filtering that through shame, is filtering through shame. So you are complaining to me because I'm not good enough. So what you are saying is actually that I'm not a good partner. So then it's hard to have empathy because when I'm feeling ashamed, I'm feeling, well, I am the problem. So I cannot see your need. I cannot see that you love me, that I am important to you. And this is why you are trying to get my attention and you are trying to bring me close. So it's actually the opposite. It's because I'm important to you because you love me so much. But what I think is, no, it's because I am flawed. And then what happens? Withdraw, you go even further away, or it's going to become dismissive to the needs of the pursuer, or it's going to attack the pursuer. And the pursuer doesn't see that the withdrawer is feeling shamed. The pursuer thinks, well, he cannot listen to me because he really doesn't care about how I feel. It's just ignoring my feelings. It's because I'm not important to him or her because he, he or she doesn't love me. Each one 
through shame, unable to understand the other and is thinking that they are the problem. And then they become in this cycle of attack and defense or pursuing withdrawing. This all because of shame, because shame prevents them from having empathy towards the other, from understanding what the other feels. Flavio, and this is the powerful reminder of the emotionally focused therapy work that is contingent on understanding the influence of emotions is that if we really are to demystify and dissect shame, then we're able to see what it really is. If you think about the key ingredients to shame, and that is fear that we blame ourselves when we have disconnection. So those are all influencing what a pursuer and a withdrawer can do or a combination of the two is I so long to know that I matter. And when I don't feel like I matter, and in our efforts of resiliency to, to, to resolve, either we move toward the conflict or move away from the conflict. And the conflict could be ourselves. And the shame is, I am the conflict. I am bad. I did something. And then there's also the forgiveness is that we as humans will make mistakes. And when it happens, it's a learning opportunity. And therefore, the antidote of this shame that we're speaking to, Claudio, is through vulnerability. If we can understand our positions in the cycle, we can do something different to say, I'm not the pursuer, but I am pursuing. I am seeing myself withdraw. And we could do something different because we so long to have an understanding of what we do. When we go toward the fear, then we can also talk about compassion. We can talk about courage. We can talk about the capacity of this connection of something happened that I did that I did not feel good about, which is guilt. Is if we can talk about what is fueling our fear is the guilt of I did something that I did not feel represented who I am as a parent, as a friend, as a partner, as a colleague. And I want to talk to you about it. And when I talk to you about it, it may make me feel some shame and embarrassment but I so want to have the courage to more deeply connect with you so I can get it right and do it better. Mm -hmm. And you know, what you are saying right now reminds me what you said in the previous podcast. And it is about Rita Brown, that she said that everyone has this feeling, everyone has shame. And, and sometimes we are so afraid of opening up and uh, because we think that only we have these needs and only we have these emotions only we feel ashamed in a relationship the pursuer is thinking well only i need him or her they don't need me right so i am alone in these needs so this means that i am inferior here so then there is that shame shame of my need and not wanting to express it but what we see here is that when we see this, that this is a human feeling that all of us have, and if someone cannot hear our vulnerability, it's not because there is something wrong about my vulnerability, but it's because there is some, that person is not able to hear for some reason. Maybe that person was taught to dismiss their feelings, they were taught that their feelings are not important. So they, uh, or maybe 
when I open up, they also might feel criticized. They might might feel ashamed. So, so it's very important to see that it helps us to risk opening up if we are not heard, if we are not really understood, and we we don't get empathy and compassion. It's not because of us. It's not because there is something wrong about our feelings or our opening up. It's just because the other cannot take it. The other is not able really to hear. Right, friend? Mm. Absolutely. This is such an incredible topic, Claudio. I want to thank you so much for bringing it up. And I feel like we could probably talk about this a few more episodes. I know as we're coming to the close of today's episode, I, I do want to acknowledge the elements of how we can practice having a relationship to shame. And one of them is recognizing that shame does exist in all of us. Claudio, you just named that. And a, and a really powerful way you can do that is working with a therapist or doing, uh, doing your work, whether it's through podcasts like these or doing a workbook or attending a workshop. But when we learn more about our emotional experience, we'll have more sense of our, ourselves, a connection to ourselves. And we can understand the triggers, the emotional triggers that happen cause us to feel disconnected. Um, the second reminder is awareness, is being reminded that this is not going to happen overnight. You're not going to learn this and put it into practice right away. So a lot of this is the willingness to make mistakes, that it does take time uh, to be able, Dr. Brene Brown calls this is critical awareness. And that is when you understand why it exists and how it works and then its impact. So I would invite everyone to be thinking about how does shame play a part in your role and the times when you felt most safe, that you could talk about your fear, to talk about your guilt, what made it possible for you to. The third one is really important is reaching out, having connection with people that you trust. I bet you everyone who's listening, you have at least one person in your life that you feel very safe with, that you feel a secure attachment with, that you could start practicing, sharing, I'm not saying all your shame, but shame that you can you know, feel impacted by. Um, the other reminder is speaking about shame. The more we speak about shame, the better it is for us to recognize if we don't talk about the, the fanning the fire, so to speak, if we don't name that the fires in the room, then we can't put it out. We can't speak to it. And if we're left alone in our fears, it just continues to perpetuate. And by the way, I also want to remind everyone, our workshop, Hold Me Tight, you can go to Eventbrite. And you can go to our website, coupleseminars.com, coupleseminars.com. And then there you can register for our Hold Me Tight workshop and learn more with us on how to be vulnerable, how to connect. Thank you, everyone. Great to have you today. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.